Hare Krishna, dear devotees. Today we are very fortunate. We have His Grace Sarvadrik Das Prabhuji from Mayapur, India. And uh, today Prabhuji is going to enlighten us from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, Chapter 9, and verse number 23. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, you may take over the call when you are ready. Thank you, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Shri Shri Guru Goranga ki jai, Iskan Vartmacharya ki jai. Please accept my obeisances, all devotees, Mataji's Prabhus. We're very fortunate to be reading Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 6, text, uh, Chapter 9, Text 23. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Narayanam Namaskritya Naram Jaiva Narotamam Devim Sarasutim Jasam Tato Jayam Udirayat Nashta Prayeshabadeshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttamashloke Bhakti Bhavati Naishtiki Krishna Swadamo Bhagate Dharma Jnana Didisaha Kolo Nashta Dishamesha Purana Kondunodita Gantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. <coughs> so let's we'll start with text 23. We'll read three verses. They're all related, as we'll find out. Text 23. Yes, Roshange Jagatam Svanabham Manur Yata Bhadya Tatara Durgam Saevanasthvashtra Vayadurantat Tatrashitam Vavricharopi Nunam Yasya of whom Uru, very strong, and high, Shinge, on the horn, Jagatim, in the form of the world, Sanavam, his own boat, Manu, Manu, King Satyavrata, Yata, just as, Abhadya, binding, Tatara, crossed, Durgam, very difficult to cross, inundation, Sa, he, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Eva, certainly, Na, As, Tvastra, Bayat, from fear of the son of Tvastra, Durantat, endless, Trata, deliverer, Ashitan, dependence like us, Varichara, Api, although taking the form of a fish, Nunam, indeed. Translation, the Manu named King Satyavrata, formerly saved himself by trying tying the small boat of the entire world to the horn of the Matsya Avatar, the fish incarnation. By the grace of the Matsya Avatar, Manu saved himself from the great danger of the flood. May that same fish incarnation save us from the great and fearful danger caused by the son of Twasta. So Srila Prabhupada didn't write a purport, but there's an interesting commentary made by Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur that we can read and be benefited. He comments on this verse, Although we are very low, having material desires, and approach the Lord out of fear of the demon, he should protect us, Krishna, in other words, Krishna. Krishna should protect us just as he gave protection previously. This is expressed in two verses. Just as Matsya saved the earth, he will save us from the demon. Although he moves about in the water and is situated there, he can protect us who are on the land because he is the Lord. Text 24. 
I'll just read the sense the English on this one. Not being very expert in that department. In the beginning of creation, a tremendous wind caused the fierce waves of inundating water. The great waves made such a horrible sound that Lord Brahma almost fell from his seat onto the lotus into this his seat on the lotus into the water of devastation. But he was saved with the help of the Lord. Thus we can also expect the Lord to protect us from this dangerous condition. 625. The Supreme Personality of God who created us by his external potency and by whose mercy we expand the creation of the universe is always situated before us as the super soul, but we cannot see his form. We are unable to see him because all of us think that we are separate and independent gods. Report by Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Here is an explanation of why the conditioned soul cannot see the Supreme Personality of Godhead face to face. Even though the Lord appears before us as Lord Krishna or Lord Ramachandra, he lives in human society and lives in human society as a leader or king, the conditioned soul cannot understand him. Abhijananti Mam Mudha Maunishim Tanamashritam. Bhagavad Gita, Chapter 9, Text 11. Rascals, mudhas, deride the Supreme Personality of Godhead, thinking him an ordinary human being. However insignificant we are, we think that we are also God, that we can create a universe or think, or that we can create another God. This is why we cannot see or understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In this regard, Srila Madhvacharya says, Lingameva Pashyama Karachit Abhimanastu Devanam Apisandiva Praya Kalesha Nastiva Taratam Yena Sopi Tu. We are all conditioned by various degrees, but we think that we are God. This is why we cannot understand who God is or see Him face to face. Oma Jnana Timirandhasya Jnana Jana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitanjena Tasmai Sri Gurave Nama. Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Jena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Bande Rupa Sanatano Raghujago Shri Jiva Gopalago Bande Nantad Bhutashayam Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhum Dichoki Yat Prasadachyad Bhakti Shastra Pavartaka Nityananda Maham Nomi Sarvananda Karamparam Harinama Padam Devam Abhadurti Sharomanyam Krishnaya Vasudevaya Devaki Nandanayaja Nanda Gopa Kumaraya Govindaya Namo Namaha Nilachala Nivasaya Nityaya Paramatmane Balabhadra Subhadrabhyam Jagannathaya Te Namaha Taptakanchana Gorangi Radhe Bindabhanishwari Vishabhanu Shuti Devi Pranamami Haripriya Vindaye Tulsi Devaye Priyaye Keshava Sicha Krishna Bhakti Pradidevi Satyavachaye Namo Namaha Bansha Kopatu Vishakatva Sindhu Devacha Patitanam Pabhanijo Vaishnavidyo Namo Namaha This is a very interesting series of verses in Bhagavad Gita. Srila Prabhupada quotes here beginning with text 11. Abhijanati Manushim Tanamashritam Ramam Babam Ajanatam Mambhavyam Anutamam that the uh, uh, mudhas, the rascals, the Gnostics, 
cannot appreciate Krishna. In the previous phrase is this prakriti kriyam. That um, what is that? Maya dikshena, Maya dikshena prakriti suyate satchara charam eto nanena kunteya jagat viparivartade. Krishna is saying, "I'm God." That whole creation works under my direction. Planets are annihilated and created. Universes are annihilated and created by me. So the atheistic mentality looks this little boy, this diminutive child, this Gwalbal, is the supreme personality of Godhead. Even Lord Brahma, we remember from Srimad Bhagavatam, Lord Brahma is looking down and seeing Krishna eating with the cowherd boys. They're eating off his plate. He's eating off their plate. They're laughing. They're joking. They're dancing. They're playing. They're wrestling in such intimacy. And Brahma thinks, this is God, this diminutive small child, this this Gwalbal. This is impossible. Let us test. And he steals Krishna's calves and boys, locks them in a cave, and comes back to see, ha, we'll see what kind of God you are. And what does he see? The same boys, the same calves, exactly as he left them. Krishna expanded himself so much so, so perfectly that the calves' mothers could not tell the difference between their baby calf and the one that was locked in a cave by Lord Brahma. The, the mothers couldn't tell the difference between the expansion of Krishna who appeared exactly like their son and their son who was locked in the cave by Lord Brahma. Now, there's great significance to this also, because the cows were thinking, these ladies of Braj, they get to cuddle Krishna, they get to feed Krishna. Why not us? They had a desire to feed Krishna from their own breast. And the cowherd ladies also had. So even though they were feeding what appeared to be their son or what appeared to be the baby calf, they're actually feeding Krishna. Their desire was fulfilled, and they're feeling extreme ecstasy. And they're wondering, why am I feeling like this? Because you're feeding Krishna. Krishna is taking food from your hand. He's drinking milk from your breath, from your the cow's udder. And they're in ecstasy. Tears are rolling down their face. Their hairs are standing on end. That Krishna is drinking from their udder. The cows are in ecstasy. The mothers are in ecstasy. Seeing and the cows, when they see the calves, they run down from top of Govardhan Hill with their tails in the air. They're jumping, jumping, jumping. They're running to their... And the mothers also feel ecstatic emotion seeing their sons. Why? Because he's Krishna. The cows are actually Krishna. The boys are Krishna. The, the original cows and calves are locked in the cave. So Brahma becomes Vimohan. This Leela is called Brahma Vimohan Leela. Lord Brahma is the creator of this universe. He has four heads. Who can calculate his capacity to, to create, his capacity to understand? What is that compared to ours? So if Lord Brahma can become bewildered and not understand the character of Krishna, what is our position? So here it said, Abhijananti Mamhu, the, the, the mudhas, they deride Krishna. And what is the result? Uh, Krishna says in the next verse, Mm. What is that? Abhijananti mam hud manushim tanamashritam param bhama janatum mamabhuta maheshwara. Let me look it up. 
vayam moga shamoga karmano moga jnana vichetasa rakshasimasanam chaiva prakritim mohinim shritaha. The rascals, they, their hopes for liberation, their hopes for success, their hopes for any prosperous, auspicious life were all dashed to, to nothing because they derived the personality of Godhead. They say that he comes manush, manusham tanum ashritam, that he is a man, like maybe he's a little more powerful, but after all, he's a man. They think of Krishna in this way, as an ordinary person. And they say, God, sarvam kalvidam brahma, tattamasi, aham brahmasmi, that God is this unknown, impersonal Brahman that we can't know or see or touch or smell or relate to or talk to or bow down to or worship. He's Brahma, uh, nirvishesh Brahma. This is the conception of the mudhas, the foolish people. If God is Brahma, impersonal Brahma, nirakar Brahma, why pray to him? What is the meaning to pray to nirakar Brahman if that is the supreme understanding of God? If he has no quality, how can he answer your prayer? How can you worship him? How can you go back to him? How can you even just merge into him? How can he decide to accept you if he has no quality? God is akar. He's full of all unlimited qualities. But they say God is nirakar. That he has no eye. He has no mouth, no ear, no leg. In other words, he's a deaf man, a dumb man, a lame man, a blind man. Is this God? the creator of the universe, the creator of all mobility, the creator of all sight, by whose illumination we see everything, the sun. The sun is hanging in the sky by the power of God, but God can't see it. He can create a sun. He can create eyes and the head of billions of living beings, but he can't see. This is a foolish idea. This is why we say they're mudhas, foolish people who never learned how to think that God is nirakar. He has this nirakar aspect, of course. Bhagavatam says, Vedanti tattaviras tattam yad jnana madvayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavan iti shabdite. That there are three features of God. There is his impersonal feature, his Brahman feature that, that pervades the entire creation. Krishna says in ninth chapter, Maya tatamidam sarvam jagad avyakta murtina. He's within every atom. How? He pervades the entire creation. How? Avyaktamurti is impersonal form, higher than the impersonal understanding of God, because that is Advaya Gyan. It's not that the Brahman feature is false. It's not the highest thing, that's all. It's subordinate to Krishna. Krishna says, Brahmanohi Pratishtaham, Amritasya Bibasya, that Brahman rests on me. Brahman is coming from me, Aham Sarvasya Prabhu, everything comes from me. There is no statement anywhere in Shastra that says Krishna is a product of Brahman. In fact, the opposite is stated. There's abhyaktam vyaktam apanan manyate maam abhudaya param bhava majananto mamabhyayam anutamam. That foolish people, abhudaya, abhudaya means no brains, no intelligence, no thoughtful nature. They think that from Brahman, the highest, what they conceive to be, the highest conception of God. He manifests himself as Krishna, as Rama, as Saraswati, as Brahma, as Indra, as Ganesh, as Shiva. All the 33 million devatas are manifest from Brahma, and Brahma is supreme. Krishna says, someone who thinks like this, Abhudaya, you're stupid. 
Mamamiyam Anuttamam. They don't know my higher nature, which is changeless and supreme. So, Krishna, there's no place in Shastra that we can find where it's stated that Krishna has a source anywhere. Lord Brahma himself says, Anadir Adir Govinda Sarva Karana Karanam. That he's Anadi. He has no origin, yet he is the origin of everyone. Sarva Karana Karanam. He's the cause of all causes. Who is? Govindam Adi Purusham Chama. Govinda, Krishna. There's no statement that Krishna is created. He has no creator. Some people ask, well, who created God? Such a person is asked by a foolish, such a question is asked by a person who has no conception of God. The definition of God, the way in which do we define God is this, Anadir Adir Govinda, that he has no origin. God is the supreme origin of everything that be. Aham Sarvasya Prabhava. Everything comes from him. But he has no origin. Anadir Adir Govinda. He's the source of everything. That he has no origin. So there's no statement that everything comes from Brahman. But Brahman is a feature of Krishna. Advaya Gyan. But it's lacking personality. It's Krishna without personality, you can say. Adantarastam paramanu chayantarastam. What is that energy within the atom? Why do the electrons spin around? Neutron and proton. What holds it together? What is that stuff? What is its substance? It's Krishna. His energy not different from sun and sunlight. Sun and sunlight. Sunlight is the energy of the sun. And we can say the sunlight, the sun has come into the room in the form of the rays of the sun. Tibra. That's not the rays of the sun. But they're the same. Achinta beda betatva. So Krishna's energy, shakti, shakti mito, abeda. And parasya, that has unlimited varieties of energy. So his Brahman feature is Krishna, minus his personality, minus his Leela, his love, his power, his mercy, the answer to your prayer. How can you worship in personal Brahman? You can't. Twelfth chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Krishna says, told Arjuna, it's very difficult for the embodied beings to worship the impersonal, Nirakar Brahman, who has no... How do you think of nothing? <laughs> how do you worship nothing? How do you bow down to nothing? How do you love nothing? You cannot. But this is pervasive all over the world, especially in what we call Hinduism. They say God is Nirakar Brahman. Such a foolish idea. But above this idea of God is Nirakar, he has his feature as Nirakar. He's known Advayagyan. In different ways. His second feature is Paramatma. He says in Bhagavad Gita, Ishwara Sarva Bhutanam, He's situated within the hearts of every living being. Sarva Shachaham, He's there within the heart of every living being. There's a nice example. If you take hundred pots of water, a thousand pots, a hundred thousand pots of water, and you place them in the sun, you'll see that sun reflected in each and every pot. The sun is one in the sky, but the reflection will be visible in each and every pot. In a similar way, Krishna expands himself and accompanies the conditioned soul in every lifetime. Out of his mercy, he's there giving. 
mantasmatir jnanam apohanam cha, giving us knowledge, remembrance, forgetfulness, fulfilling our desires. You wanted to do this? Here, here's how you go about fulfilling your own destiny. He's there with us as Paramatma, out of his compassion, out of his love, as an expansion of Kirodakshayi Vishnu. Also interesting that that Kirodakshayi Vishnu is the same Lord who expands himself and is present within the deity in the temple. Same Lord expands himself as present within our own heart. So worshipping the deity in the temple is worshipping the Lord in your heart. The highest feature of God, Bhagavan Iti Shabdite, to worship God, who is full of opulences. He's not nirakar, zero, void, nothing, faceless, lame, dumb, helpless. <laughs> Is God dumb and helpless? He can't walk, he can't talk. Such a foolish idea. Ultimate understanding of God is Bhagavan. Aiswaryasa samagrasya biryasya yasasya He's full of all opulence, of all beauty, of power, renunciation, fame, power. All the opulence, six opulences are there present within God. He's a source of all power. How can he not have power? He's a source of all opulence. How can he not have opulence? He's a source of all fame. How can how how is an individual soul becoming famous? All energy comes from him. But fools deride him. And because of that, Mogasha, Moga Karmano, Moga Jnana Bichetasa, Mogasha, their hopes for liberation, Mogasha, Moga Jnana, their their knowledge, Moga their hopes for liberation. Everything's finished. Then a different kind of person is described. The devotee. Um, what is that? Mahatmanas to Mamparta, Daivim Prakati Mashritam, Parambhava Majanatam. What is that? Mahatmanas to Mamparta, Daivim Prakati Mashritam, Bajantya Nanya Manaso, Gyatva Bhutadim Abhyayam. The Mahatmas, the great souls, they're bowing down, they're taking shelter of Krishna, they're dependent on Krishna. And these verses that we're reading in Srimad Bhagavatam are all about devotees taking shelter of Krishna. And when things go wrong, when there's such a cataclysmic sound that Lord Brahma falls off his lotus flower, who is there to protect Lord Brahma? There's no other living being. There's no other shelter but Krishna. So Krishna protects him. Who is protecting the Vedas? Matsya Avatar. Who is protecting the demigods in this situation? Only Krishna. And they're reminding themselves, they're bringing up these examples of how Krishna is always protecting us. So there are many such examples that we can remember in how Krishna is always protecting, he's always favoring his devotees. Draupadi. Draupadi insulted Duryodhana. She laughed at him. Maya Dhanava made a, a structure that was so extremely beautiful yet bewildering. Duryodhana thought he was walking across something solid and he fell in the water. And Draupadi thought it was hilarious to see big, powerful Duryodhana, the Maharati, walking in. And then he's head over heels in a pile of... She's laughing at him. She, she, butted, she criticized and he never forgot it. This is the nature of a materialistic person. 
they can't, they're not able to forgive. Devotee is able to forgive. He sees Ajata Shatrava Shanta Sadava Sadabhushana, one of the ornaments of a devotee, Ajata Shatrava, that his enemy is never born. Someone may treat a devotee badly, but a devotee never becomes the enemy of his enemy. He may treat you as an enemy, but devotee never treats another person as an enemy. He says, this is my karma. I deserve worse. And he thinks about his so-called enemy praying for that person's happiness, for his prosperity, for their advancement in spiritual life. But Duryodhan took it very hard. So when Draupadi was lost in the gambling match, he said, strip her naked, insult her. What greater insult to violate a woman's chastity in assembly of men, even during her menses. And she was dragged by her hair, by Dushashan, into the assembly, and they began to pull her sari. She thought, let me hold on, let me protect myself. And Krishna wasn't there. As long as she thought, I can protect myself. But when it became hopeless, when she could see I have no other shelter in life, she simply raised her hands, said, hey, Govinda, hey, Gopal. And what did Krishna do? He supplied unlimited, unlimited length of sari. And Dushashan is pulling, 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 pulling. And he's getting worn out. And this huge pile of sari material is accumulating. You can't understand. Where is this coming from? From Krishna. Konteya patijanihi nami bhakta pranashyati. Krishna told Arjuna, declare it boldly. My devotee never perishes. Kikpram bhavati dharmatma sasvach chantim nagachtiti. Said, my devotee quickly becomes righteous and enters into, becomes dharmatma, fully righteous. Declare boldly, Arjuna, my devotee never perishes. This is Krishna's love for his devotee, always protecting his devotee. When the Pandavas, there are always this unhappy relationship between Pandavas and Kauravas. So Jayodhan was always plotting how to cause them harm. He made a house of lack, completely flammable. One match and the whole thing, boom, goes up and anything within its jurisdiction is burned to ashes. So they told the Pandavas, we made a beautiful vacation house for you. Please come, relax, enjoy, occupy this property. We forget the past, we're friends now. Enter this home and enjoy. Gidur warns them. Where is that warning coming from? Ultimately from Krishna. Matasmitir, jnanam, apohanam cha. Who's in, in, uh, inspiring Vidura to warn them that you be careful of fire. So they made an escape route. And sure enough, on Shatardasi, which is the day in the uh, amongst titis for waging war, Nishinga Chaturdasi. Chaturdasi is a day to war, wage war against your enemy. So everyone was there sleeping. They lit the house on fire. And they thought the Pandavas were burned to ashes and they rejoiced. Actually, they escaped. But Krishna was always protecting them. Krishna never leaves the protect. The devotees never leave sight of the protection of the Lord. Lord's therefore called Bhakta Vatsal. Bhakta Vatsal means that Krishna loves his devotee like mother cow loves her calf. Vatsa means a calf. 
So Krishna is famous as Bhakta Bhatsal. He can't be impartial to the devotees. He says in Gita, Samoham Sarvabhuti Shu Nami Dvaishya Sinapriya Ye Bhajanti Tumam Bhaktya Ye Pashanti said that I'm equal to everyone, but I cannot be equal to my devotees. Srila Prabhupada explains that just in a family, say a man has five sons. He's equal to them all, but that son who's particularly religious, particularly obedient, gets more attention from the father than the disobedient rascal son. He loves the rascal son also, but he, by nature he's more inclined, he's more benevolent towards the obedient son. So Krishna says, I'm equal. Samoham sarvabhojeshu, toward everyone. But ye bhajanti tamam bhakti, that when my devotee worships me, when my devotee loves me, I can't be equal to that person. So he's always favoring devotees. He's always protecting the devotees. Whole Mahabharat, practically speaking, is story of how Krishna is protecting the devotees. He protected the Pandavas again. Duryodhana made another plan to create trouble for them. Durvasa Muni was very easily pleased. He's an expansion. He's an anksha of Lord Shiva. So he's Ashutosh. He's very easily pleased. But if you offend him, like Maharaj Am Ambarish, he made such slight, infinitesimal deviation. Small, small offense. And Durvasa is ready to kill him. He called fire-breathing demon to kill Ambarish Maharaj. So he's very easily offended also. So Duryodhan suggested to Dravasa Muni, you and all your 10,000 disciples should visit the Pandavas for lunch. He knew that Draupadi had this, uh, this uh, Akshaya Patra. As long as Draupadi had not taken her in meals, they can feed any number of persons. So Duryodhana intentionally sent them knowing that Draupadi would have eaten. So they appear on the scene, hungry. And if the Pandavas can't feed them, certainly Duryodhana is going to curse them and create all kinds of trouble for them. This was Duryodhana's plan. So they arrived, and what to do? They're calling out to Krishna. Who are the, what are the shelters they have? Like when the, the forest fire came to Vrindavan, they're not, they're not looking for the fire brigade. They're calling, Krishna, Krishna. And Krishna came and simply devoured the fire. He's always protecting devotees. So they called out, Krishna, Krishna. And Krishna appeared and said, so you've eaten Draupadi? Yes, I've eaten. What can we do? These people are coming. We're in deep trouble. So he said, send them to take bath. So Maharaj Yudhishthira sent Dravasa Muni and his 10,000 disciples, you go take bath and come back and we will feed you. So in the meantime, Krishna asked Draupadi, is there any scrap of vegetable, a single grain of rice, something sticking to your pot? He said, let me look. So they went and checked the pot and there was a tiny piece of vegetable. And when Krishna ate that, Dravasa Muni and all his disciples went, oof, oof. Oh, we should leave, I'm so full, I can't eat another bite. They took their bath and left Krishna to the rescue, saving his devotees. So, so many stories. Krishna, Giriraj and Lord Indra 
sent some Vartika cloud to destroy out of his ego, out of his anger. This is also a symptom of Rajagun. When things don't go your way, they become angry. So Lord Indra became very angry that the Indra Yogi was not performed and they worshipped Govardhan Hill. So he thought, I will show these Brajbasis and he called for some Vartika, hailing tons of ice and rain and wind and destroying the agricultural prosperity of the Brajbasis. Krishna said, no problem. He just lifted the hill like, like a child would pick up a mushroom. Probably called it frog's umbrella. <laughs> so as a child can pick up a frog's umbrella, Krishna lifted up Giriraj Govardhan and held it on his little finger of his left hand for seven days. Srila Prabhupada comments that chastising Indra, putting Indra in his place, humbling Indra was the business of Krishna's little finger. So why did he do it? To protect his devotees. Because the Brijbhasis are very, very dear to Krishna. So they're in trouble. Krishna is there immediately to protect them. Immediately. Even when Madhavandapuri was wandering, wandering mendicant and not cooking for himself, he, he took this vow not to ask anyone for food. And when Krishna came to know that he was just sitting in the marketplace without anything to eat, he came to him and supplied him a pot of milk. That oh, Baba, what are you doing? This is my village. No one fasts in my village. The ladies told me that you were sitting here not eating, so I brought you something to eat. This is Krishna, always caring for his devotees, always putting the devotees before himself, becoming the chariot driver of Arjuna. Arjuna is touching Krishna with his foot, giving him directions how to move the chariot, touching him with his left foot, move left, touching with the right foot, move right. Think of the scene, how intimate Arjuna is with Krishna, touching the Lord with his feet. Krishna is in, ex in ecstasy, serving his devotee. He's famous as Parthasarati, becoming this, the servant of his devotee. People think our relationship with God is, is as his servant. That's true in one type of relationship. But in higher relationships, Krishna becomes the servant of his devotee. And this is the extraordinary thing, the extraordinary power of bhakti. That Krishna serves his devotee, Krishna is always protecting his devotee. This other nice story of Jayadrat and Arjuna. Arjuna took a, took a vow that I will kill Jayadrat before the sun sets or I will throw myself on the sacrificial fire and leave my body. So Jayadrat is no easy opponent. They're fighting, fighting, fighting. Arrows are flying, arrows are flying. No one's winning the battle and the sun is setting. So Arjuna was becoming worried that the sun sets, the battle's over, then I have to follow my vow. Because for a Kshatriya to back down from his vow is unthinkable. Arjuna was ready to take his own life for not having defeated Jayadrat. So the sun's going down, the sun's going down. Krishna said, stop. He stopped the sun and gave Arjuna a little more time to defeat Jayadrat in battle. And this, this is not difficult to understand. That Krishna, Lord Brahma explains 
that the sun is moving under the power of the Lord. It's rising and setting by the Lord's power. Yes, Yajnaya Brahmati Sampitakala Chakra. It's moving in the firmament, moving in the universe by the power of the Lord. So if his devotee is in trouble, Krishna just stops the sun. When Arjuna was attacked by Karana, Krishna was very concerned because Karana is the older brother, actually, more powerful than Arjuna. So when Karana's chariot got stuck in the mud, Arjuna said, he told Arjuna, kill him. Now he's off his chariot. He's trying to pull his wheel from the mud. Now is the time, kill him. Arjuna said, how can I kill him? This is against the, the principles of Kshatriya Dharma. He's off his chariot, defenseless. No bow is in his hand. He's off his chariot. He's defense. How can I kill him? Krishna said, kill him. Why? To violate Kshatriya Dharma? Such a huge thing. This was less important. Arjuna's safety, out of love for Arjuna, Arjuna's safety was more important to Krishna than Dharma. Love transcends Dharma. And this was Krishna's feeling for Arjuna. Kontaya pratijanihi. Namai bhakta pranam, my devotee never perishes. Krishna is always there to protect his devotees. So next verse says, what, what are these people doing? What, what activity are devotees doing? The persons, the Mahatmas, who have taken shelter of Krishna. Satatam kirtayantu maam yatantas chadradabhata namashantastamam bhaktya nitya yukta upati. They're always chanting my glories. Satatam kirtayanto maam. Krishna says, Mahatmas. How do you know who is a Mahatma? Is it just a guy with a big beard and a big Rudraksha mala and a big tilak and jata, saffron cloth, tattamasi, aham, umnamo, narayana? How do you know who is a Mahatma? Is the dress, they make, does the dress make the man? Do you know a Mahatma by his dress? You know a Mahatma by what he speaks. And if a person speaks and only nonsense comes out of their mouth, you can understand, here is a rascal. But if they're speaking Harikata, speaking Krishna, here is devotee. So, uh, Satatam Kirtayantama. Satatam means continuously. Kirtayanto, Mam, they're glorifying me. They're chanting my name. They're chanting my glories. Yatantascha with great determination and faith. They're always offering my their obeisances to me. They're bowing down before me. Nitayukta Upasite, they're always engaged in my service. This is a Mahatma. We read about Duratma, the rascals, the mudhas, who have no faith in God. But what, who, comparatively speak, who is a great devotee? Who's chanting Krishna's name? Who's worshipping Krishna? Who's bowing down to Krishna? Who knows that my only protector in this life is Krishna? So this is what is described in this purport. Srila Prabhupada ex explains that why can't we see Krishna? Why can't we see him? Because we think we are Krishna. Now, does that mean, you know, 
Bhakta, Bhakta uh, Krishna Das Prabhu thinks that he's Krishna. What does that mean when we say someone thinks they're Krishna, they think they're God? We have assumed the mentality of God. What is that supreme enjoyer? Demoniac mentality is described by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. Ishwaroham, aham bogi, sidoham, balavan sukhi. Who does that describe? That describes God. He is Ishwar. He is the supreme controller. Ishwara parama krishna satcharananda vigraha. Ishwara sarva bhutanam vidyashaya janatish. He is Ishwar. He is the controller. Ishava seminam sarvam jatkincha jagatam jagat. He is the supreme controller. Ishwaroham aham bhogi. He is the enjoyer. Bhogaiswarya pratyaktanam taya pratyajetasam. We think if we think I'm enjoyer, Vyabhasatmika Buddhi Ekeha Kurat. We're not enjoyer. Krishna's enjoyer. This is his position in the creation of God. He is the enjoyer of his creation. We're not the enjoyer of his creation. Ishuroham, aham bogi, siddoham. Krishna is perfect in everything that he does. Consider a tiny banyan seed. We are the most beautiful. Extraordinary banyan trees here in the Dham. This morning I was just over at Bhaktivinoda Thakur's Swananda Sukhata Kunj, his home where he lived with Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Gorkishwar Das Babaji also used to come there. Very, very sanctified place. So it's most beautiful, huge banyan tree just across the street. So that banyan tree began with what? A tiny, practically microscopic seed. And what is the tree producing? Millions of seeds. Om Purnamadak Purnamidam Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachate Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnam Eva Basishate. That within the seed is a banyan tree. Within the banyan tree is a seed. Everything perfect and complete. And the tree is drawing nutrients. It drinks from its feet. Padapat. It drinks from its feet. It inhales what we exhale. It inhales carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is its food. And it exudes life-giving oxygen. So why do we cut down so many trees? To make toilet paper? To make newspapers? To make useless magazines? Newsweek, Life, Time. All useless magazines broadcasting the glories in the material world. Waste of paper. Cutting down trees to make rags when we could be living in heaven, such health, and what's what to speak of what's happening in the Amazon jungle, slashing millions of acres of Amazon jungle that are like the lungs of the planet, that are rejuvenating the oxygen in the planet, inhaling the carbon dioxide and producing life-giving oxygen. Why are they cutting them down? To make McDonald's hamburgers, to raise cattle, to make McDonald's hamburgers. Just about money. Money, money, money. Mad after money. Doesn't matter what the result is, what the after effect will be. Just let us make money and enjoy. So Ishwarahama Humbogi Siddhoham Krishna is perfect. And whatever he creates is perfect and complete. Balavan. And who is more powerful than Krishna? Nobody. He's the source of says, I am the strength of the strong. I'm the, I'm the source of Tejas. So is God a weakling? No, he lifted Giriraj Govardhan. 
the whole universe is, is sitting like so universes are sitting like mustard seeds on the head of Krishna's expansion, Anantashesh. But the demoniac person thinks, Ishwarham, I am Ishwar. I am Bhogi, I am the enjoyer. Siddha, I am perfect and I am powerful. And because I'm perfect, powerful, and influential, I'm so happy. How can we be happy with that consciousness? It is impossible. So we think we're God. An example is given. It's like a lady is cooking in the kitchen for her family. And the daughter says, oh, mommy is cooking. I want to cook like mommy. But can she cook? She'll set the whole kitchen on fire. She may destroy your whole house trying to cook. She is unqualified to cook. She can't do it until she grows up. But say, I want to cook. I want to cook. like Okay, okay, okay. Then the parents buy a little plastic stove a little plastic frying pan, a spatula, a spoon, a pot. And she plays on her stove. Now I'm cooking just like my... It may, the activity appears to be the same, but there's a vast difference between what mommy is doing and what the daughter is doing with her plastic stove. So we want to be like God, but we simply make a mess of things. We want to be the controller. We want to be the enjoyer. We want to be perfect, but we create hell on earth and hell for the animals Help for human society only due to a lack of Krishna consciousness. Why are people kill why are people killing themselves in Ukraine and Russia? What are they fighting for? It's the same dirt. There's an arbitrary line. This is Ukraine. This two inches from the line, this is Ukraine, and two inches across the, this is Russia. And they're fighting over dirt that was there before they were born and there after they die. Why are they dying for dirt? Live a happy life. Krishna said, Ishopanishad, first principle of Ishopanishad, Ishava Semiram Sarvam, Jatkincha Jagatam Jagat, Tena Taktena Bunjita Magridaha Kasisvidanam. That Krishna has provided for everyone. He's given sufficient resources for everyone's need, but not for their greed. But because of unsatiated, in, inconceivable greed, they're killing each other. I want this land. We want to call this land Ukraine. No, we're going to call this land Russia. And we're going to kill you and we're going to bomb you. Men, women, children, babies. We're going to bomb you indiscriminately for greed. We have the answer to the world's problems. This shloka, first shloka from Isopanishad, is a solution to war throughout the world. If we acknowledge that God is the proprietor, it's not yours. It was there before you were born. It's going to be there after you die. Why are you killing each other? Help each other. Why not help each other? But this they won't do. Because they want to imitate God. No, it's my property. I am the, I am the exclusive enjoyer. So we have the solution to the world's problems. This Krishna consciousness is actually the most revolutionary thing that's ever happened on this planet. What ISKCON is introducing to the world is the most revolutionary thing that's going on on the planet. What is the most revolutionary idea? That you're not your body. You're a spirit soul. You're not your body. And the objective of life is self-realization. It's not material gratification and acquisition. 
land and money and houses and influence. The people misunderstand. And because of that, they've created a hell on earth. Hell for human society in the form of war. Hell for the animal society. As we sit here comfortably, millions of animals are being mercilessly butchered in the most horrible way. Their throats cut and hung upside down to bleed to death and flop and bellow and scream as the blood flows from their body onto the floor. How can there be happiness in human society if animal society is created, treated in this way? Prabhupada said, because of this, he writes in the, in the Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto Bhagavatam, in this story of Maharaj Pariksit, and the black demon, Kali, who's beating the cow. He said, how can human society be happy and prosperous when so much hellish butchering goes on in animal society? They cannot be happy. Human society, and we see that. The history of human society, one war after another, after another, after another, continuous war. How can they be happy? Impossible. So this is the most revolutionary idea, that you're not your body. And the purpose of life is to understand that and mold your life around this revolutionary concept that the purpose of life is to go back to Godhead and not stay here. So in the practical aspects of life, we should always remember this fact, kontaya patijanihi name bhakta pranashiti, that my devotee will never perish. Prahlad Maharaj said the same thing. He gave nice example, three things. He said a boat on the water cannot protect a drowning man. Medicine and expert physician cannot save a diseased man from death. And parents cannot protect their children. Are they not? Is this not true? Just because there's a boat on the water, does it mean the drowning man will be saved? If, if it's his destiny to die, he will die unless he's saved by the grace of God. The boat is irrelevant. Medicine doesn't cure a disease. We build hospitals for what? Can, can the most well-equipped hospital with the most brilliant doctors and up-to-date technology can they stop death? Impossible. Hospital cannot stop death. Only Krishna can save you from death. So parents cannot protect children. Drowning man cannot be saved by a boat. And, and medicine cannot cure disease. What is the source of our save? What, what saves us? What protects us in the ongoing struggle for existence in this material world? Only the causeless mercy of God, the causeless mercy of Lord Nishinga. So we pray for his protection and we should think, what does that protection mean? Does it mean that we'll never die? That devotees never become diseased? Devotees never get an accident? Yes, they do. By their parabdha karma, this is the material world and we suffer here. Becoming a devotee doesn't mean utopia. No one will ever suffer. It means that whatever we've done in Krishna consciousness is our eternal asset and Krishna will deliver us from this world and give us every opportunity to go back to him and continue our devotional life. He protects the, our bhakti lata beach. Like a mother bear, he protects it. 
is so inclined for his devotee, he'll always protect us. But that doesn't mean disasters don't come to devotees. That some unhappy thing comes to a devotee or devotee family. Oh, why has God done this to me? People, sometimes devotees lose faith. They ask like this. Why has God, why has Krishna done this? I'm, don't you know I'm your devotee? I chant your name. I donated money. I did your arati. I bow down to you. I served your, your Vaishnavas. Now, why has this horrible thing come to me? <coughs> we should not misunderstand this point. When some unhappy thing comes to a devotee's life, this is an impetus. This is Krishna's mercy. Then don't be attached to this material world. Come back to me. Come back to my world, to my abode. Don't stay here. Come back to my world. This is mercy to be detached from this material world. Krishna's mercy doesn't mean dhanam janam sundram, that you have a beautiful, happy life, no anxiety, prosperity, health, recognition, appreciation. Skunti Maharani said these things, janmai swaraja shutta bhi shri bir, edamana madap kuman, naivarhatyabhidatum tvam akinshana gocharam. There's that bodily beauty, education, wealth, prosperity, good family, education. These things intoxicate a person. They make him think this world is such a nice place. Let me stay forever. No. Krishna gives impetus by making us see the raw face of reality. The suffering that is inherent in this material. That is mercy to give us a swift kick in the rear. This is the material world. Did you forget? Did you forget you're in the material world? Krishna's business is just to give you prosperity and bodily happiness, sensual happiness, fame and recognition, all the perks of material life. Is that his business? Who is it? Who gets Krishna? From a kinshana goch, the akinshana devotee, who has no other property in this world to call his own except the mercy of the Lord and service of the Lord and the Vaishnavas. This is how we get mercy. This is how we leave this world. This is how we become detached from this world. If we don't understand that, we have not understand ABC about Krishna Bhakti. Don't, don't bother thinking anything higher. Understand this principle, that what is Krishna's blessing? His blessing is to become detached. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came for that purpose. Sarvabhama Bhattacharya worshipped him. Vairagya Vidyani Bhakti Yoga Sikshartameka Purusha Purana Shri Krishna Chaitanya Sharira Dhari Vipambudhir Yastamaham Prabhade. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach two things Vairagya and Vidya. Detachment from this world and knowledge of what is this world? Who am I? Who is God? What is my relationship with God? If we don't understand that, we don't understand anything. So sometimes something comes to our life to, that demands us to take notice of what is the nature of this world. But at every step, we should understand Krishna is there because Krishna is Bhaktivatsal. He loves his devotees and devotees love him. So all these verses are talking about how devotees, even if you're Lord Brahma and you fall, <laughs> and you fall off your lotus flower, who is there to help you but Krishna? Who is there to help us at any, every, any time in life? 
any circumstance of life. Who is there to help? Who is Who can actually help us? The boat, the medicine, the parent, only Krishna. Never forget. Take shelter of Krishna. He'll never disappoint you. Prabhupada said, the world may disappoint you. Your wife, your husband, your children, your family, they may disappoint you. Politics may disappoint you. Society may disappoint you. He said, I may disappoint you. But Krishna will never disappoint you. But take shelter of Krishna. And at the end, go back to Krishna. Make a permanent solution to all the problems of life. This we should understand from Srimad Bhagavatam. Thank you very much for your kind attention. Does anyone have any comment or question? Correction, addition, whatever. Thank you, Prabhuji, for a nice class. Uh, very good reminder, for at least for me, um, to understand the basics um, and remain in the Krishna consciousness. And we should always go to the Krishna um, for our any needs we have, like, you know. So, thank you so much, Prabhuji. Um, I will ask devotees to ask any question or, or if they have any comments. Hare Krishna, Prabhuji, Pranam. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, it was such a nice class uh, to hear uh, from you uh, about surrender to Krishna. Um, yeah, Krishna is so bhaktavats also. He, he doesn't forget. Neha Vikramana Asasthi. He doesn't forget whatever little thing, yes. uh, little thing you do for Krishna, he never forgets. And uh, But uh, these demigods, they always forget uh, that the uh, law... Uh, Lord Indra. For one year, there was no yajna. He got so enraged, and, <laughs> and it's uh, and especially I I I mean when I think of uh, how merciful Krishna is, I think of that verse. Apichetsa durachar. Krishna hmm. is willing to uh, even forego the mistakes uh, of his devotees just because he's he surrendered to Krishna. Shiprom bhavati dharmatma. He because he knows when he surrendered to Krishna. He will he will understand that he is uh, he, he 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 will correct himself. So like I was thinking I mean, that uh, in Ramayana also that Bali um, yes killed, Trump killed good, Bali. good example very nice example Prabhu. yeah he killed Bali because he was uh, uh, I mean he was uh, uh, dealing with Sugar Sugrib's wife. The same thing Sugriva did, but uh, then he said uh, to uh, to uh, Lakshman, just tell him. Uh, uh, so because he knows over time, the devotees will correct their mistakes uh, because they surrendered to the lotus feet of the Lord. And they're mm -hmm. perfect. And also, Kontya um, Pratijani, uh, nice, so nice. And also, Ananas Chintayantamamu, so Krishna is so merciful. So he's uh, so. Uh, so uh, Krishna, you are saying something? Not yeah, I was saying also, also Vibhishan. He came yeah, to Vibhishan. surrender to Rama. And yes, Lakshman yeah. said, kill him. He's a Rakshasa. Kill him. Yeah, yeah. But Rama said, no, he's come to surrender to me. I must give him protection. Yeah. Yes, yes. Many yeah. examples like this. 
uh, and uh, yeah, this is nice. And uh, thank you, thank you, bro, uh, for the uh, for this is such a nice Nectarian class. Okay. And thank you for your kind words, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Prabhu. As always. Haribo, Mahesh Prabhu. Hare Krishna, you are, you gave very Nectarian class. I always enjoy your preaching, and uh, I think um, you have such a nice voice that um, with your mercy we feel that uh, Krishna's presence. So we wish that um, you always preach us and we um, take us on the path of devotional service to Lord Krishna. Hari Bol Prabhu. Hari Bol. I'm just trying to be representative of Srila Prabhupada. That's all. I have no personal qualification. But I pray before giving class, I pray that these nice devotees have come to hear about Lord. So you please bless me to say something to encourage them in their devotional life. It has nothing to do with me. I'm simply a puppet trying to be mouthpiece for Srila Prabhupada. So if you feel some happiness, you can thank Prabhupada. Prabhuji, you are so humble. Uh, so that's nice of you, but uh, we understand that you come in our day-to-day -day life because of the mercy of Prabhupada because uh, he's not with us but he sent his uh, best advanced duty to open our eyes and sharpen our brain uh, so we listen from you we understand we improve and we can spend more time for the devotional service. So mm. it is Prabhupada's mercy and Krishna's mercy so we can hear from you. Actually, Prabhupada said one interesting thing. He said that in, when we're speaking Harikata, that the speaker and the audience are equally benefited because Krishna is pleased with both. Whoever is speaking is not one-way benefit, not just the speaker, but the audience is equally benefited as a speaker. So this is the wonderful thing about speaking about Bhagavatam, speaking about the Lord. Everyone is benefited because the Lord is pleased. That's true. Okay, so I'll take your leave. It's been a very long day for me. Devotees are here. You're out in Parikram all day. So, and I also had to come back, had the great opportunity to spend time with all of you. So if you'll please excuse me. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Raj. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Thank you so much, Prabhuji Hare Krishna. Narvat Pranam.